happy happy saturday how is everyone thank you so much for tuning in thank you for listening to the sound of my voice this is rachel and we are in pleasantness how is everyone how is your day so far Okay, everyone good? How about we pick up where we left off last week? This is episode number three of our series, A Journey to Holiness, to Wholeness, Body, Mind and Spirit. Um, Last week I talked about, we talked, we discussed about there is no good people in the world. Uh, We discussed how each and every one of us were born infected by a disease, namely sin. Every single human being ever walked in this planet from the first man to this generation until the end of the world every human being except one but every human being except one jesus christ is or was infected by this terminal disease the Bible call sin and last week I tried to expound a little bit more about that because sometimes people will say I don't have sin I'm a good person I never did anything wrong to anybody and if you want to know you have sin or you don't last week I read many 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 scriptures to elaborate how each and every single one of us have fallen into this thing called sin and it because of sin people are the way they are people as you can see today how the country is divided for example here in the United States there political parties everyone wanna if they want power they will use every kind of division uh, in order to hold on into power they'll use anything whether it's to cheat to steal to lie anything in order to keep in power one party and the other one they go back and forth um, sin is everyone you can see it by your own attitude towards other people uh, you may be looking down on people. You may be uh, think you are better than others. Uh, we see these rioters and rooters and uh, all kind of craziness that's going on. We we see all these mass murder or shooting that's going on in our communities. All these kind of things are driven by one thing, one disease namely sin and when you are infected by that sin the the opportunity to sin are endless um i there's one point in my life i thought i'm like there's 
most likely every single human i know we look at people uh, like a same-sex guys or women are homosexual we think maybe that homosexuality is more sin than than uh, a person who lie or, or somebody who murder is more sin than a person who cheat on his wife um no in in the eyes of god sin is sin there's no big sin there's no small sin it is sin period and every one of us is capable of doing anything any of those things any one of us one day you, you are capable of being a homosexual even though you you never been a homosexual you you don't even think maybe you're a woman you're not even liking women uh, another women or you're a man you, you have no attraction to men but you're capable of that thing is inside of you it's not that you don't have it you have it the degree of sins just vary from one person to another but it is there it is inside of you so is everything else so is everything else in fact, when Jesus told us in the New Testament, even to look at a woman who is not your wife or a man who is not your husband in a lustful way, um, you have already committed adultery. So it's not like just the act of doing it. Even that, that motive that is inside your heart, that just, just the eyes seeing it and, and just thinking, oh, he's attractive, wow, what would happen if I, I would have this guy? with me or whatever whatever thoughts that going on in your mind that nobody knows except God if you try to go there you have committed adultery because of sin the wrath of God is against every human being um let's read Romans 1 verse 1 in fact, I was looking at it today. Oh, Romans. No, I'm sorry. It's not Romans 1 verse 1. It's the book of Romans, chapter 1, verse 18. Let's go there. Let's go there. Okay, let's see. Verse 18. This is what it says For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in righteousness. Verse 19, because, I'm gonna read all the way to verse 20, verse 30. Let's start again, verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness because what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful. But became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. For professing to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible men and birds and four-footed animals and creeping, creeping things. Therefore God also gave them up to uncleanness 
in the rusts of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves, who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshipped the saved, worshipped and saved the creature, rather than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. That is verse eighteen to twenty. Five, I believe that's enough. But you can read all the way to the end of the chapter. It's over and over again. God is saying, the apostle who wrote this, he's saying that God gave them over. He gave them over. He gave them over. Um, and he also, dis- the, even the people who approve those sinful behavior are waiting for the wrath of God. Um, unless they repent. So sin is infected every single human being. And the reason being is all of us, we know that God exists. His creation, his attribute is clearly seen. He has shown us who he is. But people refuse to acknowledge him. People refuse to cling to him to get to know him. And because of that, he gives them over. He gives them over to their lusts, their passions. He gives them over to their uh, debased mind. It says, if you continue reading on verse 28, um, and then uh, 29, he said that being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil mind, mindedness they are whisperers backbiters haters of god violent proud boasters inventors of evil things disobedient of parents undiscerning untrustworthy unloving unforgiving unmerciful look at all those things that's what sinners do you may have you may not even do nothing none of these things but these stuff are inside of you Therefore, it is considered you are doing them. It's inside of you. In fact, as I, Jesus, as I told you, he raised the standard that it's not just to commit the stuff, even to think about them. Even if you, in your heart, you conceive them, and they are there, you will conceive them. Um, you already committed them. So none of us can escape the good news now, after I break that bad news. There's a good news. God sent his son, Jesus Christ, who was sinless. He never sinned. He never committed one thing. He didn't have these things in his heart. Never. He was born righteous because he was God. He was a full God and full man. Full man so that he can go to the cross and die for our sin. So he can sacrifice himself for us. God could not find any human being who could offer that sacrifice to take our sins and make us right with him. So he himself had to die. Now because God is a spirit, he had to have a person. He had to live inside a man, a human being, a flesh. That's happened to be Jesus Christ. That's why he was a full man, born of a virgin, Mary, by the Holy Spirit. He grew up, lived perfectly 33 years. He never sinned. He showed us the way of God. 
he died on the cross, opening that door for you and me to be able to reconcile with God. And then he, he committed the ministry of reconciliation to us who receive him so that we can continue this mission until the end to tell others, that's what I'm doing right here today. Uh, John 3, let's go to John 3, 36. Uh, this is what the verse say. He who believed, who believes in the Son has everlasting life. And he who does not believe the Son shall not see life. But the wrath of God abides on him. Imagine God's wrath abiding you. It's just waiting one day to erupt on the day of judgment. It's like a bomb waiting to explode. This is for all who have not received Christ or rejected Jesus Christ. God's judgment is on their head and it is coming. Uh, let's see here, Romans 2. Let's go to Romans again. The book of Romans, chapter 2, verse... Um, Romans 2, verse 5. But in accordance with your hardness and your impenitent heart, you are treasuring up for yourself wrath in the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God. Because of what? In accordance with your hardness and your impenitent heart, you are treasuring up for yourself wrath in the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God. You are hearing the gospel. I'm telling you the gospel. There's only way to escape that disease called sin. And it's through Jesus. By the way, I did prepare a different um, subject today, but I wouldn't do you a good service if I did not give you what God, what solution God have brought to us to escape or to be cured from this sin. And that that cure is Jesus Christ. That escape is Jesus Christ. He's the only way, the truth, the life to God. No one can see the Father except through him. Every religion gives you lip service. Every religion try to get through. Every single human being is a worshiper. We worship something. We worship someone. And if you do not worship the true God, through our Lord Jesus Christ, he's only, the only way to worship him is through Jesus. If you don't worship that God, the God of Jesus Christ, you're worshiping someone else or something. And because you're doing that, when God is made himself known to you, John 3, 36 tells us that God's wrath is still on you. So you need to repent. Let me demonstrate a little bit. Let me demonstrate a little bit how 
God is wrath look like? Um, in fact, I'm going to just ask you because of constraint of time, I'll ask you to read uh, passages in the Old Testament. For example, um, start with 10 plaque, plaque in, in Egypt. If those don't scare you, that, that's what God is wrath look like. 10 plaque. And the, the, the ultimate one, the final one, was when he, all firstborn were killed. All firstborn. Whether they were uh, one month or one day old, or they were, um, I don't know, adults, as long as it is a firstborn, they were murdered. The book of Exodus tells us that there was so much weeping in Egypt. Almost every family, in fact, every single family has death in one day. Try to imagine that happen in, in, in your village or in your, in your town or in your city or in the country. It was a country, the entire Egypt. All right. Now you move forward with the children of Israel. You can read, for example, in Numbers 16. These are Korah. This, this is Korah. I think it's a family of Korah. They are Levites. They didn't like Moses' leadership. They didn't like Aaron priesthood. They conspire against them. They, they, they are like, who made you leaders of us? They were just angry. They're just the evil just erupted from inside of them. Um, guess what? We are told that the uh, ground God was so mad with them the ground opened and swallowed them with their children and everything that they had that's Numbers 16 if you go to 2nd Kings 17 hmm, the Israel were removed Israelites were removed from their country the tribe of Judah was now the two tribes have separated there was northern and south. There's Judah and Israel. Israel were so wicked. They were worshiping other idols that God told them to completely destroy. They didn't follow God's commandment anymore. They were completely uh, walk away from him. He removed them from that nation. They were carried away with other nations. Their land was invaded, occupied by foreigners. It's because of his wrath. He could not stand that. In the book of Exodus, you can read uh, number 32. You can read about uh, Elijah and Ahab. Ahab was a wicked king. God used one man, one prophet, Elijah, to destroy 450 um, prophets, false prophets, the prophets of, of, of an idol or uh, an idol god named Baal. He used one man, Elijah. You can read about also in Second Samuel 24, the pestilence that's that God used to kill 70,000 uh, Israelites, these Jews, because of sin of one man, David. He did censor just to count people when God did not tell him to do that. God pronounced judgment. He said, you, David, you need to choose one of the three, which one you want. David chose pestilence uh, and it killed 70,000 people. Not their own fault, it was the fault of their leader. This is 
And I'm going to tell you, if God did that to Egyptians, he did that to Israelites, he did that to other nations that Israel went to occupy, the, the nations that don't exist today, like Philistines and Hittites and Edomites and all these ites that we read in the Bible. When if he flooded the entire world, destroy every human being, every creature, except one family and a few animals, if he did that, and you think after he sacrificed his son, he will do nothing to you, you are lying to yourself. In fact, Satan is lied to you to the point that you are convinced by the devil's lie that now you are, it's not longer devil's problem, it's your problem. Because at the end of the day, you are responsible. You have heard the good news that Jesus came to save sinners. And there's no any other way to be saved except through him. And if you read the stuff that happened in the past and how God does not deal with us the same way he used to, it's because he's reserving that wrath, the ultimate one, for the last day, the day of judgment. You want to escape that. You want to escape that. And the reason you want to escape that is because of the fear of God. Jesus said in Matthew, in Luke 12, let's go to Luke 12, verse 5. Um, fear not, I'm paraphrasing here, but I'm, I'm going there, I'm heading there. Fear not what kills. Um, I will show you, this is what he said, but I will show you whom you should fear. Fear him who, after he has killed, has the power his power to cast into hell. Yes, I say to you, fear him. That's Luke 12, verse 5. If you go to Matthew 10, verse 28, I'm sorry, Matthew 10, verse 28, it's the same thing. He say, and do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell the fear of god the fear number one the this fear there are two kind of fear fear the fact that you respect you revere god above everything else and the second fear is the fear that you are afraid of his wrath that fear of god in both ways whether you're afraid of his wrath to 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 fall on you Oh, you, you fear because you revere him above anything and everything. Like you, you hold him in high regard. You believe what he said. Because of that, you depart from sin. And the escape from sin is through Jesus. The blood of Jesus that was shed on the cross is the one is able. That's the only thing that is able to cleanse you from the sin that we discussed last week. And that's I've been discussing so far and up to this point. There is no life without shedding of, of blood. Life is in the blood. That's the only solution for your sin so that you can have life was to use Jesus' blameless, uh, spotless, stainless, no stained blood perfect, pure, 
than gold, than silver, than perishable stuff. Imperishable blood, Peter says. That's the only way that blood can wash your sin and make you right with God. So the only way to escape that is to be afraid of God and to fear God. Both works. The fear of God and to be afraid of God. Uh, Proverbs, uh, let's see, Proverbs 9.10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of Holy One is understanding. Uh, Proverbs 1.7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge but fools despise wisdom and discipline. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and knowledge uh, and discipline. Um, Job 28, 28, and into man he said, Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and to depart from the evil one, from evil is understanding. The fear of the Lord is wisdom, to depart from evil is understanding so we're going to pick up from here next week i want to tell you we're going to discuss about what is the expectation what happened once you become in in christ so till next time cheer in jesus name